Today was January 31st, 2019. I was 26. The year was still young, but little did I know the bullshit. The bullshit was old. It was really old and it was about to catch up with me. So Luna and I, part one. The origin story of the Six Feet Under podcast. You ever felt like you were in a trance? You ever felt like life in itself was just one complete, like, deja vu scenario? You know, once before I was uh, watching television and I saw the greatest depiction of what looked like hell to me uh, during a season of American Horror Story. The show, I've been watching it since the second season. I caught the first season on Netflix. It was the first show I ever binged watched. But American Horror Story, I believe season three was The Covenant. And it was wild, son, because in this season, hell was depicted as being caught in basically the worst place in your life and reliving it every single day. So case in point. I remember there was a character on there. I believe the actress's name is Gabrielle Sudebay. I know she's the one that plays Precious, and I don't want to call her Precious, but she her name was Queenie in this season. And one of her visions for Hill was she visualized going back to this chicken joint and uh, <laughs> having to work at this chicken joint for the rest of her life. And I remember thinking, yeah, dog, that must be Hill. It looks like that sucks. I never want to be there. And then the year 2019 hit. And I woke up. And the day was January 31st, 2019. I was 31 days into the new year. And I was 31 days into feeling like I was in hell. Entrapped in some continuum of just do-over of patheticness every single damn day. Before I was what you know me as now, who you know me as now, and what you know me by now, I was someone you wouldn't even be able to recognize. I mean, literally, you probably wouldn't be able to recognize me because I was 15, uh, no, 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 I was about 20, 25 to probably at times 30 pounds bigger. And um, I had a hairline, but the hair was receding ridiculously. I did not have a beard. And I don't even know if my voice sounded like this. Honestly, I think in some ways my voice doesn't even sound the same. I know I didn't carry myself the same, so I know I wouldn't recognize that. And just overall, who I am just isn't the same. To which I know you're probably listening to this saying, well, aren't, aren't we all different? And I'm here to tell you, no, not true. Because I know people who have given four to five to ten years and they still have not changed. But I'm not here to judge them. I'm just here to tell you how I became who I am today. The year's 2019, January 31st, to be exact. I wake up, it's a normal day. Just like any normal day, I guess you could say. It's time I'm living in Sacramento. My girlfriend and I share one bedroom apartment. I moved in with her at this point, I believe, almost a year, almost almost 13, almost 13 months or so. I don't know. Time slips me. 2019 might as well have been 10 years ago for me now. But yeah, it's January 31st, 2019. So they'll never forget. Although it started off like a regular day, I, I know I'll never forget it. See, I got up and uh, got myself ready and took myself into work. Got into work on a new schedule because I was working a new position at the job I was working at the time. I had initially started off at one position, but uh, had been cited to be demoted because uh, I was, as I was told, not fit for the job. Or didn't see as though I was fit for that position. 
So I was demoted to a uh, lower paying position, but stay, you know, stuck on with the company. In essence, what really occurred there was that I got demoted in hopes that I would quit so they wouldn't have to be able to pay me any unemployment. I understood the game. I understand the game now. Hell, I just quit one of my jobs the other day because of some bullshit. But yeah, man, today was the first day that I would be working the new position at a lower pay rate. And so that was not the very, very happiest day of my life. I was not very, very ecstatic about making less money because less money meant less money coming in, uh, which meant, you know, less I could provide. And at the time, you know, my girlfriend at the time, she was the sole provider. She made the majority of the money. She had a pretty good job working um, um, and, you know, working for the man. And so, you know, she was she was the breadwinner. She pretty much wore the pants in this situation because I felt as a man, there was nothing I could say to someone who made more money than me. So therefore, I moved in the sense of like, hey, this is your place. This is your house. This is your money. You make all the decisions. I have no say. And you know what? I was right about two of those things. It was her place. It was her money. But the decisions were necessarily needed to be made on both our behalves. But I didn't see it that way, man. I made less money, so I felt I had no say. So on this day, January 31st, 2019, which is a regular day in my eyes, I'm gearing up and getting ready to go work at the the same job that I previously worked, but at a demoted position. And also, I'm being asked to train the person who <laughs> is replacing me. So it's like a huge overall catch-22 altogether. But, hey, man, I'm not tripping. Still got a job. My lady, on the other hand, she's not here. I believe she's out of town. She's working for the man, doing whatever she needs to do out of town. And she's doing that. And you know what? I admire her for that. One day, I'll be on her level as I keep telling myself when I wake up. But <clears throat> with her out of town for a little bit, it's completely fine because unbeknownst to my lady, um, I have somebody else who holds me down. Um, someone else, you know, that uh, keeps me warm. Uh, someone else that, you know, just helps me out from time to time. It's nothing. You know, she knows that I, I love my girl. My girl, my girl doesn't know about this person, but, you know, it's really not for my girl to know about because it's just between me and my myself and what I got going on. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you at times I saw life back then. I saw life as one of those things where I got to do what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it. But please believe it. Don't you dare think about doing anything I'm doing. You stay on the straight and narrow. Don't disrespect me. Are you crazy? I am the man. Don't do that. And so, yeah, man, my, my lady's out of town, um, but it's cool because even when my lady's out of town, I'm never lonely because I always got somebody to help me out with something, something, you know what I'm saying? And so I go to work, man, you know, a little annoyed that I'm about to start making less money and I'm just driving in my car, I get to work, put in my work, work my hours, working for the man, doing what I got to do and take a deep breath aside. All right. Annoyed. Get off work. Ugh, so annoyed with everything I got going on. Boom. Instantly, I am reminded, yo, damn, I need to call my grandfather. Because what I haven't told you guys yet is my grandfather's sick and he's really ill. Actually, he's terminally ill. He has cancer. And I had just visited him back in December of 2018. And, you know, he wasn't looking, he wasn't looking that great, but, you know, the doctors were saying that he, he, he would be able to at least hold on. They gave him at least one year. And so, you know, I made it my point to come down to visit my grandfather for the very first time in my life. I went to the city that I was from, that being Memphis, Tennessee. I went to the city that I was from uh, by myself, not with my parents, not with one of my parents, not with any of my relatives that uh, are in my immediate family. I just went there by myself, bought a plane ticket, barely could afford to buy that damn ticket, bought it, uh, went down there, um, was gone, I believe, for like three days, four days, not really sure. 
Um, and um, yeah, that was it, man. I visited my grandfather. I saw him uh, very much be a frail version of what he was and what I remember him to be. And, um, you know, it was it was just one of those things where I just wanted to be near him, you know, and, and not like I wanted to be him, near him one last time. I just wanted to be near him because I just I just knew I was I mean, come on now, like this isn't the end. I, I don't know what this is, but this isn't the end. I, I just don't know what this is, but it's not the end. And so I went to go visit my grandfather in December. And in that time period, I I promised him, hey, man, listen, I'm going to come back and visit you in February. Um, I don't know. Remember, I don't know if it's going to be the beginning of February or the end of February, but I'm going to come back and visit you. And to which he's like, OK, man, it's totally fine. It's totally fine. Fast forward. Today's January 31st, 2019. It's a regular day. I just got off work. Just put in my hours. Just got that bum ass job done. Driving home, man. Getting ready to go. Just fucking tired. I'm so fucking tired. I'm tired of these damn jobs. Paying me garbage. Not appreciating me for who I am. And I, I forget. Boom. Ah, damn. I forgot. I need to call my grandfather. Six o'clock. I call my grandfather. He doesn't answer. I think to myself, damn. Mm, okay. Maybe he's sleeping. You know, sure, he's probably sleeping. So I go, go to the grocery store. I get a couple of things done. I go by <clears throat> and um, finish a couple of errands I need to finish. Get everything done up. My girl Luna comes through. Me and Luna kick it for a little bit. Luna and I are just hanging out, doing what we do best, just chilling, just doing what we do. Luna goes home, or actually, no, nah, Luna didn't go home that day. Luna, 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 yeah, Luna did go home. Yeah, me and Luna, me and Luna were finished for the night, so she went home, and I decided to take it upon myself to get in the shower because I was tired wrestling with Luna and dealing with all that nonsense I was dealing with. And I decided to turn on the shower and shuffle through my phone looking for a playlist of songs to listen to as I gear up for my shower. And as I'm gearing up through my phone, looking through the playlist, doing what I do best, which is nothing. <laughs> At the time, I get a phone call from my pops. It's 1045. I say, hello. He goes, hey, what are you doing? I'm about to get in the shower. He goes, okay. I need you to come by the house. I said, okay. Goes, I'm gonna need you to come by the house because your grandfather just passed away. And yeah, man, I just think you should come by the house. I don't know what the fuck to do. I have no idea how to feel. So I do what's best. I hop in the car with Luna and she rides with me over to my parents' house. And I talked to my parents for a little bit. And I spend the rest of the night with Luna. It's just me, myself, and I. At the end, and I try to figure out where I'm going to go, what am I going to do, how am I going to do it. And honestly, I'm not even realizing what I'm about to realize, which is this is the beginning of what is now the end. You see, because in life, things catch up to you. And let's just say, I don't know if you want to call it karma. I don't, I don't know if you want to call it, you know, just destiny. I, I don't know. I have no idea what you want to call it. But whatever you call it, it got me. And this was just the first, first, first kick 
in the ass that was going to be many. <laughs> and therefore, this was the beginning to the end. And when I say the end, I mean the end of the me that I was so sure was the actual me. Because what I didn't know now is what I what I know. Well, I'm sorry. What I didn't know then is what I know now was that this was just a just a, a bump in a roll. A man that I considered to be like the second father to me, a man that I considered to be someone I could talk to about anything who wouldn't say many words, but had a very, very deep impact was now gone. I had nowhere to go as far as how to express my feelings, how to express my anger, how to express my my anguish. And at times it was really difficult because I wanted to feel better. I wanted to do better, but I couldn't turn to my parents. I couldn't turn to my siblings. I couldn't turn to my girl. At the time, it was just, just me and Luna. I was probably only only one I could run to. And although I did love how she made me feel, it 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 was true that the feelings that I had there that were brought out by her were not true actual feelings of love. They were just repressed emotions. They were sure to spill over so I took to myself to try to make myself better to try to make myself I don't know improve I I decided it was time to be strong 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 there was nothing else I could do but be strong so there was no time to cry. It was just time to be strong. So arguing with my punk ass job. Arguing with my punk ass job. I ended up getting the days off to go to work. Um, caught a flight down to Tennessee for the funeral. Um, didn't ask my girl to come because I just couldn't bring it to myself to ask her to come um because honestly she and i were having a rough patch at the time and i'll get more into that next tomorrow's episode in the next episode but um but uh i i didn't i didn't want anybody there that who couldn't understand me so i obviously my family was there and um luna came and it was me and I stood there and I attended <clears throat> my grandfather's funeral. And it was one of those things where I remember looking at him. I could feel nothing but a sigh of relief for him that he didn't have to feel pain or be in this mental state of agony anymore. But my sigh of relief for him quickly turned to anxiety and and just revved up questions because all I could wonder was what was I to do now? How was I supposed to do now? Where was I supposed to go now? And although I did understand that I had no choice but to keep it pushing, I had no idea what to do. I had no idea where the fuck to go. It was like all of the stuff I was running from was starting to finally catch me. It was like the bullshit had finally, finally caught up. And I didn't know what to do. And through it all and with it all, every night it got worse and worse. But luckily, and I do say this with air quotes. Luckily, I had something that could keep me nice 
that could keep me warm, that could understand me. And at the time, I thought this was all I needed to keep me pushing forward. I thought this was the one. I thought that she was the one. But as, as, as you will learn, this is not a love story. And I have no idea if the ending will be happy. But while I still have the chance, and while you're still interested, this is part one of me, myself, and I with Luna, the origin story of the Six Fender podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Love you, Granddad. Hey, you too, son. Love you, man. Okay. It's often said that you never know what you got until it's gone. But I always wondered to myself, how can one ever even say that? You know, it's funny. We as humans always like to talk about what we appreciate and how much we appreciate it. But truth be told is, the only reason why we appreciate it is because we once lost it. So you can sit back and judge one for losing something or judge someone for no longer having something, but just realize the only reason why you're able to appreciate it is because they no longer have it. December 15th, 2019. I'm 27 years old. And today, today, unlike any other day, it's about to be different. But unlike any other day, I know today's going to be different because I've thought about today, because I plotted on today, because I've done something that I haven't done in a very long time. I planned for today in advance. I've actually picked up my phone on a multitude of times, and I keep looking at the clock. The minutes are flying by. Seems like the seconds. Well, they feel like milliseconds, and the minutes, well, they feel like seconds, and the hours, they feel like minutes. And at this point, I'm pacing downstairs in my room, still wondering to myself, are you going to do this? Are you going to do this? And the answer is yes, man, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I don't know. I don't know why I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it. I'm scared. I'm nervous. I'm not really sure. How the hell I even got to this point, although I am sure how I got to it, I still don't understand why I'm doing it. Is this what I'm really supposed to be doing? I really think I'm good enough to be doing this. I question myself the whole car ride there. I question myself the whole car ride as I park the car. I question myself the whole car ride as there's no longer a car ride. (laughs) I question myself as I walk up to the building. And I look around and I and I, I see the other people and I think to myself, what the hell am I really doing here? I go back out to my car. I put my name down. I, I tell them what my name is and I walk back out and I look around still kind of dumbfounded. It's dark as hell outside at this point. And I've never been on the side of town by myself, especially not this late at night. But I'm here, man, and this is what I told myself I'm going to do. Sorry about that. I hop on the phone, and I start scrolling through my call log to see who I can speak to before it's time for me to get back into the building. I look at my phone, and I realize my parents can't speak to either one of them. They're preoccupied. They're with friends. I already know this. My younger siblings, I don't recall what they are, but it doesn't really matter because it's not like they can accompany me to this situation anyways. They're not old enough yet. At least one of them isn't. So then, therefore, that makes both of them not old enough. I look through my phone and I scroll through it. I keep scrolling through it. I pass her text message thread and I keep hearing her words rolling through my head as I think about one of our last conversations. And I think about how things that we planned out are no longer going to be. And I think about the wedding that no longer will be. And I think about the bank account that held the cash, that held the money for the engagement ring that no longer will be. And I scroll through her text message thread and I 
quickly deleted because honestly, just the thought of her is just too much to be able to consume right now for myself. I keep scrolling through my phone. I see nothing. At least I see a bunch of words. but I don't see anybody that I can contact to tell about this situation I'm about to get myself into. And I really, really wish I could have someone to talk to right now because maybe they can talk me out of the situation. Maybe they can help me through it. Maybe they can tell me it's going to be okay, but I'm not really sure. So I sit there and I look at my phone and I scroll through it and I scroll through it again. And I scroll through it again. And I realized on December 15, 2019, I'm about to do a transition in a transition to something that I wasn't even aware that I even had in me years ago, but I had always wondered if I could do it years ago, I guess. Well, before I can even get into that transition, I have to tell this quick but brief but very, very important story about how a conversation led to a change in my life, but this conversation almost didn't occur because before there was Luna, there was a thing called pride. And although Luna was there with me, she couldn't be with me that night. Yeah, my relationship with Luna was probably the only one that was still consistently consistent. She was always there no matter what time of day it was. And if I wanted to contact her, she would be there. But this night was a little bit different. I really didn't feel like contacting Luna. And so I decided to sit out with her and and not contact her. But the person I did decide to contact is a person I want to share a story with you about and how um, pride almost detoured my whole life. See, before it was December 15, 2019, you got to bring it back into time. You have to bring it back to, if I'm correct, May, May-ish of 2015. My time could be off, but let's just go with that. A friend texts me. He asked me, hey, man, are you going to be in my neighborhood? I say, I don't know when I'm going to be around your area anytime soon. They say, okay, man, no big deal. But if you do come to my neighborhood anytime soon, man, make sure you drop off one of those hats, man. Drop off one of those hats because, uh, you know, I want one. And I'm I'm, I'm shooting a scene in a movie with... uh, with a very, very well-known actress. And I want this uh, actress to be in the picture with me wearing the hat. And honestly, man, listen, man, you really you really owe me, you know? If you look at it, you owe me because you kind of kicked me out of the, the, the whole movement you got going on with your hat business. And you know, man, we helped start this together. So, like, what's up with you? Quick on the triggers I used to be back in the day when brought with any criticism I instantly jump on the defense instantly jump on the defense and have a moment of attack as I see red and I quickly tell this friend listen man I don't know when I'm gonna be in your neighborhood first and foremost as far as the hats go don't ask me no damn questions about the hats. If you wanted to be a part of it, you should have asked earlier. Man, I told you what was going on. You weren't down, so you got passed up. Let's pause this story, because none of you know what I'm talking about at this point. Unbeknownst to a lot of you all, before I was who I am, and before you addressed me as who I am, and before you saw me as the person you see me as now, I was just at one point a college student named Keith Johnson attending University of California, Davis, with his palms very, very, very empty and very, 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 very um, inchy, I guess you could say. My hands are inching. I'm, I'm looking for scratch. I'm looking for change. Anyways, man, I came up with a hustle. I came up with a hustle to start hustling off these snapback hats, and I was pretty good at it too, man. Um, I knew how to design um, hats that people were looking for at the time, um, and uh, I had a friend who um, knew a place who could sell us uh, wholesale hats. And, uh, you know, if I understood business better, if I understood how to market myself better, it could have been a better transition. But the name of the company of the hats that we had at the time, I had come up with that name with a friend 
who wasn't necessarily part of the hat business, but he was a part of the name. And so therefore, when I decided to start making hats, I told him, hey, man, you know, I'm going to start making hats. Would you like to be interested in the hats? He said something like, oh, send me some, 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 I think he was like, send me some samples or something. I sent him some samples. He gave me his opinion. That was it. He didn't say anything else about what he thought should be one, what he didn't think should be one, blase, blase. So I moved on without him and nothing to do, nothing the same. Well, in, miss, in, the, in the middle of moving on without him, there was some turmoil between us and there were some issues. And therefore, uh, it left us not speaking for some time. And as time went by to make amends to the situation, my friend reached out to me finally trying to mend uh, a wounded friendship in some ways. And, you know, someone asked, someone demanded that I provide him with something that I created, to which I said in the most pleasant way without really actually saying it, go fuck yourself. Now, one could say that was a mean way of going about it. And I will admit it wasn't the nicest thing for me to do. Wasn't the nicest thing for me to say, but that's how I felt at the time. Because at the time with the assistance of my friend Luna, you couldn't tell me a fucking thing that wasn't positive about me because I couldn't take criticism. Couldn't take other people's opinions. Although I had enough of my own, I had enough criticism on my own. I had enough opinions of people's life on my own. I could lend you my opinion, but don't you dare offer one on my life. That's how I felt at the time. So that's how I moved. It was a terrible, terrible, terrible move and a terrible, terrible, terrible um, vibe of energy that was given off at the time. But hey, I'm only human. I'm only human. So yeah, needless to say, that conversation didn't end well for that friend and, uh, and I. And uh, the results were that friend and I did not speak for a whopping four years, almost three years, three to four years. We didn't speak not a phone call, no happy birthdays, no text messages. We spoke once in the, in the middle of, um, you know, of some small talk, but didn't speak so fast forward present day it's december 15 2019 i'm scrolling through my my phone trying to figure out who i can you know at least talk to before i i go inside and i stop on his name and i stop on this name and i see it and i decide to click on it and lo and behold it's dj hell supreme it's the homie I want you guys to heard me talk about a multitude of times on my show. Dude, I've done multitude of episodes with. And right now we're in we're in pre-production for our own uh, podcast show together. Um, a person I've worked with on a multitude of occasions for films. As he signed me on as a producer to his production company, Starshooter Productions. And uh, yeah, that was the person I called. A man that I had placed out of my life prior to this moment, um, about four years ago, and uh, hadn't spoken to uh, at that moment, de- December 15, 2019, DJ Hell and I had just rekindled a friendship and had just spoken for the first time maybe a month or two ago. So I hop on the phone, I tell him, hey man, I'm outside of this comedy club, and um I am I'm about to go inside and do some stand up comedy for the very first time. And he said to me, Perfect. I exactly think that's what you need in your life right now, Pooch. I think that's what you really can be. I think you you could probably do something with that, Keith. You might wanna really, really try to pursue it. And it was like a weight had been lifted off my chest because I could not believe it. I I hadn't told anybody that I was doing that. No one knew. Hell, even I myself wasn't aware that I was doing this to 
two weeks ago, let alone two days ago. But that morning I had woken up. I said there was something I needed to get off my chest. I need to talk. I need to vent. I need to discuss the matters that are at hand. I needed to tell the world about what I was going through from losing my car to losing my grandfather to having my car totaled to losing the job and to now losing the girl, the girl who was the fiance. But keeping Luna around, I had to get up. I had to do something different. And for some reason, this was the first day that I knew it was going to be the beginning of the new end for me, which I'm totally fine with in some ways. <laughs> but yeah, it was the first day that I did stand-up comedy. And had it not been for DJ L Supreme giving me that pep talk, telling me that I could do it, telling me that I was a star shooter, telling me that, you know, this is what I was called to do, I would have never, ever got my ass up on that stage. There's nine people in the crowd that night. And I remember when I went up there for my five-minute set that I was up there for four minutes. I remember all nine people laughing. As I got off the stage, I was so excited. I was so jubilant. I was so happy. Because I had finally felt like I had found something. But it was weird because now... I needed a way to tell the people about what I was doing and how I was doing it. So I went home. I sat down. I opened up my phone. I searched in the app store. Podcast apps. And the very first app that popped up was the Anchor app. And it was at that moment, on December 15, 2019, I pre-recorded the very first episode for what would now become the new version of my life. A fan. This is a pissed off individual. Fuck you, Mr. Pooch. April 7th, 2021. So I looked around. It felt good. Everything felt great. It was like a euphoric feeling, you know? One of those weird-ass moments where if this was a movie, some cheesy-ass music would probably be playing in the background and I would have a big-ass smile on my face. April 7th, 2021. And... I can't feel any further away from the new me. And I can't feel any closer to the old me. It's like I'm kind of like in the middle. Just in the middle. You ever had an epiphany? You ever felt like life in some odd ass way now made sense? Like there was a cheat code that you didn't know about. In some way you've like unlocked it. You ever felt that? Or am I just tripping? I don't know, man. What I do know is, is I got up on that airplane and I looked around and I just kind of just reviewed my area and just reviewed just my surroundings and really just kind of counted back in the back of my head before I passed out because honestly I hadn't slept in over 24 hours it was six o'clock in the morning and I was just ready to get to LA The funny thing about life, I think sometimes is, is that you got to leave things in order to get closer to them sometimes. And sometimes the closer you are to something, 
really means the further you really are away from it. And that's kind of like one of those weird things where you just don't know it until you actually are there, until you actually are in it, until you actually can feel it. And I guess this was one of those moments, man, where I could feel it because it, it felt right. Everything felt right. Nothing hadn't felt right in a very long time. I hadn't felt a right feeling in a very long time. I hadn't felt right in a very long time. But this, I knew, felt right. And so with this, I knew I was going to be in a better place, I guess, man. I was going to feel better, um, I could say. I, I knew I could feel better because I would be able to do better with um, this feeling. Anyways, man, before I knew it, I was asleep. Knocked the hell out. Boom, boom, blow, pow. Falling asleep on the airplane. Before I know it, boom, landed. LA's only about an hour and 25 minutes away in an airplane flight for myself. Living in the Sacramento area, it's not too far away. I get off the plane. I'm greeted by my good friend. My good friend greets me. We greet each other. And, uh, man, it's cool. It's cool, man. I haven't seen my friend in a minute. I haven't seen my friend in a moment. And, uh, you know, we're here to make a movie. We're here to do some things. We're here to do some stuff. I get off the airplane, get picked up by my friend. My friend takes me back to his crib. He's uh, just jotting down some shit with me. We're just going down and just kicking the wind about some stuff. And, I fall asleep on his couch because, man, I'm still tired. And as I come to and I wake up, he lets me know that uh, the girl he's been seeing has um, come over. And uh, he, I, and her are going to go out and get something to eat. And I think to myself, great, fun, playing the third wheel again, as always. And honestly, man, I'm going to keep it winding with you. I actually really don't have a problem being the third wheel with my friends and their significant others. Not because I'm just Mr. Joe Smooth and Joe Cool. But mainly because, like, you know, it's nice to sit back and observe um, two people that have uh, intimate feelings about each other be, uh, like, cool and, and chill in front of you and just show you everything that your ass can't accomplish because you're just a selfish prick. <laughs> nah, but what's really funny to me about being, like, the third wheel at a lot of um, events sometimes is that it makes me realize that people find my presence cool enough to be a couple around. Which is something you should not take for granted, man. Not everybody is um, couple friendly. You may not want to be around the couple, but just realize the couple may not want to be around you. And that's a whole nother story for another day. But anyways, man, it's cool. It's cool. I'm, I'm walking around with my friend. He's with the lady he's dating. It's the first time I've ever met her. She's a super nice girl. Super, super, super nice girl. Shares the same name as my sister. So I like that. Um, and I can tell my friend likes her. And it's dope, man. It's, it's cool. It's cool to see my friend in this this atmosphere and this light. It's cool to see my friend happy. It's cool to see my friend, you know, feeling jubilant as he has a very big task on his plate with, um, you know, acting and things like that that we have coming up. So as I'm looking at my friend, man, I'm sitting there and I'm just viewing him and I'm just reviewing him and I'm just, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm just smiling, just this big ass Kool-Aid smile that I got. And it's just like cool because I'm really looking at my man's and I can see the happiness and I can see this. And I remember he and I talking about this type of happiness last year. And I remember him talking about how he wanted to be in this place, in this space with um, with um, with the lady. You know, because you got you got everything you want in life. And, you know, when you got those things, the next thing to knock it off or to top it off, sorry, is uh, to have a, a lady to share it with. So. It was nice to see my friend there. And in a, a brief moment, man, I got envious. I'm not going to lie to you. I got envious. And it wasn't envy in the sense of like, I want his girl. No, 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 no. I would never covet the the woman of the man that I know. Um, keyword, the man that I know. Um, no, I didn't get envious because I coveted his girl. I got envious because I coveted the feeling. I got envious because I coveted the, the thought. The, the emotions, the looks, the gestures, the, the back rubs, you know, that shit, that shit got coveted real quickly, you know what I'm saying? And so I realized that, you know, at one point in my life, 
I had this. This was something that belonged to me. This was something that I had. I shared with a person. A person shared it with me um, on a level of intimacy. But, you know, I had Luna. And I'm utterly reminded again that, you know, that outside play, that outside fun, you know, it's, you know, the great Angie Stones once said it, man. Remember my love. It's only a thin line. And uh, it's safe to say I crossed that line a multitude of times. Luna and I had had our relationship going on and, um, you know, my girl was eventually going to find out about it. And then she found out about it and she wasn't ecstatic about it. Obviously, you know, I tried to express my situation, tried to tell her that it wasn't really all she thought it was. You know, I tried to explain to her that, you know, life, um, you know, gets complicated and it's just a complicated situation that I have with a person. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just one of those things where this thing can just be between all of us. We don't have to make it more complicated than it really need to be. But, you know, people have their preferences, man. And, you know, a relationship, um, in her eyes was between, uh, just two people, and not uh, three. So, um, you know, they left that there. And as I said, then I looked at my friend, uh, the joy still went through my body and I still felt ecstatic and exuberant. I don't think that's even a word <laughs> um, about everything that I saw. And I was excited about everything that he, you know, displayed. And, um, I had to kill my ju my jealousy. I had to kill my jealousy. It was not going to get me anywhere in life. So I had to stop that. Anyways, I didn't have any time to really be jealous or envious or any time to really dwell because I was there, like I said, to make a movie. Yeah, I needed to get into my actor form. I mean, um, with all the lines that I had to rehearse, it wasn't really time for me to sit around and think about uh, what ifs with relationships. And uh, when I say all the lines I had, my lines went like this. You all didn't see what I just nodded my head. Yes, because that's all I needed to do in the film. That's all I had to do. And as uh, <laughs> as I was gearing up with my excitement for that, my just overview and overlook of the city that I was in, Long Beach, just seeing and hearing the ocean and just continuously hearing the wind and to hear the just the just the smell of the beach, just everything I needed, everything I loved about being near water was uh was going down in front of me. So it was no time to really sit down and and, and sulk. And so I didn't. I did what I did best. I um, I deflected, <laughs> focused on other things that I need to focus on. And the time was pretty damn good. I'm not going to lie, man. Fast forward. April 7th, 2021. Man, roughly about, uh, I'd say... 2 a.m., the final scene is shot. That's a wrap. And if you know anything about movies, man, they're a lot, they're a lot fun watching them. But making them, they're a lot of work. But, hey, this is what we got into the game for. This is what we decided to do. It's what we want to do. It's what I want to do. It's what I truly feel like I have a life's calling in. And, you know, hey. Who knows? Who who knows? Who knows? Who knows how far it'll take me, right? But yeah, that's a wrap. That's a cut. Time for the crew to wrap it all up, put all the stuff away, put all their stuff away, um, get some stuff all aligned, get it all set up, and um, get the hell up out of here. So we do that, get it all get it all squared away, get it all taken care of, and get back to the Airbnb and unbeknownst to me, but beknownst to most people, I'm not really in, actually, let me back that up, because I really fucked that up, <laughs> unbeknownst to others, but known to myself, so beknownst to me, um, I'm trying to remain as socially distant 
but social as possible to everybody because Luna's here. Mm, and yeah, Luna's here. It's the after party. It's the, you know, the after turn up. There's always the after turn up during productions and sets. And Luna always knows how to make her way to shit like this. If there's a party, she's going to be there. If there's a group of events going down that involves some fun, she's going to be there. See, Luna's going to always be around when it's time to have some fun. And she knows. She knows I'm going to be at this party. I know she's going to be at the party. Um, We pretend like we don't see each other. I look away. She doesn't look at me. I glance off to the side, and before I look back, I see her looking back at me, and it's like, hmm, I should go talk to her, and I think about talking to her, and as I'm approaching her, as I'm approaching walking up to her to talk to her for a second, somebody else grabs her and um, starts up a conversation with her and walks off. To which I'm not even going to lie to you. I wasn't even really tripping, man. I was actually happy. I didn't really want to talk to her that bad. I thought I did. I thought I wanted to see her. I thought I wanted to speak to her. I thought I wanted to, you know, you know, jive with her, reminisce about some shit. But honestly, that would have just left me down a path of which I just really did not want to go down. Because it looked fun. I mean, she always looks fun. But, I mean, what's fun when you don't know how to be responsible you know, and Lord knows whenever me and her got together, that was one thing we did not do well was responsibility. So I sat in the other room. I listened to other people jab, talk, chit chat. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to partake in the conversations, but. Honestly, when someone's in the other room that you feel like fucked up your life, it's kind of hard to really be excited to talk to them or go in there and talk to others while they're there. So I stayed outside. And, you know, the night took on its own life and I chit chatted with others and I had a good time. I had a great time, actually. I had a great time. That whole experience was a great time. Very next day, I got on my flight back to Sacramento, California. Things were what they were. I enjoyed myself. I got off my smoking flight back to Sacramento and went straight into work because that's what I am, a workaholic. I don't know how to chill. (laughs) Nah, man, I I just had to go to work because I need money, you know. And so, yeah, that's what I did. Got off the airplane flight, went straight to work. People asked me, how was your flight? How was your thing? How was your blah, blah, It was cool, man. It was cool. It was cool. Everybody's asking me all these questions. Oh, how was it? It was cool. Family members ask me, oh, how was it? It was cool. In the back of my mind, I keep wanting to tell people how much fun I really had and how much I really, really enjoyed myself. But then... I'm not going to lie to you, in the back of my head, I couldn't stop thinking about her, couldn't stop wondering about her, couldn't stop dreaming about her, and, you know, I saw her, and me and her were close together, but she was with somebody else, she came with somebody else, so obviously she was going to leave with somebody else, and I was a fool for thinking I was going to be able to take her with her, take her with me, and keep myself, because that's just not how these things work. And so I laid down that night, April the 8th, 2021, I laid down thinking to myself, it's been over a hundred plus days since I seen her. I'm so very glad that I was able to get alcohol out of my system. You see, you need confidence to do ignorant shit. Confidence 
a massive group behind you or just pure, pure stupidity is what leads you into doing ignorant shit. And so my pure confidence, my mass group, my pure stupidity, all of this shit came from um, drinking, bro. It was ridiculous. It was fucking gnarly. I can't tell you how much of an issue this problem was for me and without really talking your head off and you don't have the time to talk about all this. I don't have the time to talk to you about all this. And I'm not here to tell you that alcohol was the problem. Like it was actually alcohol. Like I can't sit back and blame a substance for this. Um, But what I can say is I mixed with alcohol was not a good look. It's one of those things, man, where it looks like and it feels like, you know, everybody's enjoying you, but you don't realize everybody's laughing at you because it sounds like they're laughing with you and they may be laughing with you because they too may be drunk. But, you know, what it comes down to is that when you got to pick up the pieces and you always got to pick up the pieces, what's left of that fun? You see, Luna, a.k.a. alcohol, cost me so much, cost me jobs, cost me relationships, so much money wasted, so many dumb decisions made because of Luna, because of alcohol, because of this. And you may wonder why, why, why Luna, well, Under my own experiences, generally, alcohol takes a different effect at night. And so it was one of those things where when I drink during the daytime, which I rarely ever did, I never really had much of a bad outcome, I guess you could say. I I don't really recall because I never really drank during the daytime. But when the sun went down and the moon came out, A.K. Luna, that's a Latin word for moon. When the moon came out, that's generally when the alcohol came out. And when the alcohol came out, that's when the problems came out. And that's where the issues came out. And that's where the fighting came out. And the, you know, the lack of trust and all these things. They just really drove me into a situation where I was not using my best logic. And so I told you. I tell you how the podcast began. Well, this is how it began. <laughs> Can't even believe I'm going into this now. At one point in my life, I worked at a job that was very, very close to a bar. It's ironic because this bar was called The Office. It's really close to my office, but it was called The Office. So anyways, there was a bar named The Office that I used to attend um, frequently throughout the day. And at one point in my life, I was uh, going to this place during my lunch break, requesting um, them to give me the usual. And actually, it gotten so bad that they actually didn't even need to ask me what I wanted. They just looked at me and said, the usual, and I would go, yes. Yeah, it was like some cheer shit. And honestly, that sounds cool at first, man. But when you really, really put it in perspective, being known by a bartender really ain't the coolest thing in the world, okay? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. It shouldn't be a bar, all right? It should be maybe, I don't know, your home. I don't know. Maybe somewhere, you know, volunteer station, a charity center, not a bar. All right. Don't listen to television. Anyways, so I would go into this bar um, and have uh, the usual, which would be four shots of vodka with three limes. Don't ask me why three when I have four. This is just how I was rolling. Anyway, so I would go shoot those bad boys back. I would then walk back over to my job with a stick of gum dead in my mouth, chewing really hard, and then just calling people for whatever stuff I needed to do for that job that I was doing at the time. And there just happened to be a day where at this point I was on my run, rip, 
rundown of being uh, the diabolical individual that I was. And I was speaking to someone who will name anonymous, but they know who they are. Um, and I asked said young lady, original Nubian Nugget, um, hey, what do you think the name of my podcast should be? Under six foot or six feet under? And actually, at the time, I didn't even call it six feet under. I called it six foot under. But uh, that person then responded back and said, six feet under because you're five foot nine. To which I followed that up and said, I'm five foot nine with some form of education. And then I said, I'm five foot nine with education. I'm five foot nine with intelligence. I'm five foot nine with I'm five foot nine with I'm five foot nine with sophisticated ignorance. Okay. Good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon. Okay. I hear C dot saying that from the meme never dot podcast. I like that. Good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon. Whenever this message reaches you, hey y'all. Hey. Okay. Yeah, that's what she says. Good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon. Whenever this message reaches you, you're listening to the five foot nine host with sophisticated ignorance. Oh. And the rest is history. I like to tell you some of the episodes that I recorded, Luna was right by my side. I like to also tell you that some of the episodes recorded, Luna really inspired them. Which if you've been rocking with me long enough and you have to have been rocking with me for some time, you will know by just listening on some of those episodes the water quote-unquote i was drinking you already know what's up i'm not bragging i'm not bragging at all about this i'm not proud at all about this you know people say I regret nothing. I regret nothing about my life. Well, I ain't people. I regret a lot of shit. I regret a lot of shit. There's a lot of things I wished I could have done over again and differently. There's a lot of shit that I wish I never did with some people. That I really wish I never ever met. There's some folks that I wish I could say sorry to, but mm, what's the point of saying sorry at this point? What's done is done. There's some people that, you know, man, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Life in itself, man, is just one of those things as um if we look at it. Today's date is April 21st, 2021. And, um, you know, as I sit back and I think about the verdict that was reached today in the, the George Floyd trial, I think about my own struggles and my own times where I took for granted life. And how quickly it could have been swept or taken away from me. I think at times we as humans really, really, really want to just have a problem. I've been a problem. I've tried my hardest to solve the problem. But now I realize all I can do is try to contain and maintain the problem that is myself and try to do the best around people I'm around and show respect, honor, and um, integrity. So, yeah, man, thank you all so very much for rocking with me. Um, Thank you so very much for the rebranding. A lot of things are coming up next um there may be a pause in recording for some time if there is i'll be sure to try to update y'all as best as possible as we get a few things in order with uh with uh, some sponsors that we are going to have come up soon 
and um, outside of that, a little little bit of uh, brand ambassadoring with um, some other large, some big announcements that I can't wait to show you guys and tell you guys about. But yeah, that's it, man. Um, you know, to take this back, when it all truly started with the passing of my grandfather, I will tell you this. Um, enjoy every moment, bro. Enjoy it. I'm sorry, skinny. And you know who you are. I mean, I highly doubt you ever hear this, but I just wanted to say that on wax one more time. To anybody that I did um, harm or anybody that I did bring any problems to whenever I was off of uh, the Luna Juice, <laughs> I do, 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 do deeply apologize. I mean, it was just one of those things, man, where I guess you live and you learn. A hundred days plus without her has been some of the most trying, difficult, and hardest times of my life. And there are many as the days I want to just run back, <laughs> give her a call, check her out. But I got to be a man about mine. For once in my life, I got to be responsible. And um, that's why I always told you that this podcast was not just a podcast. It was therapeutic. It was um, it was everything because um, when you deal with getting over um, addictions to things, you have to have something, some type of foundation to stay upon. And if you haven't figured out by now, this is it for me. Seeking different forms of help, but I want to just thank you all again for allowing me to come into your homes, come into your airwaves, and um, just coming to you. So thank you again for that. I appreciate you all. Hi, I was an angry fan. Now, fuck that. I'm not a fan. This is a pissed off individual. Fuck you, Mr. Pooch. 